If you feel it, you know it. D-Raw Productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy D-Raw, and I'm here today with another episode of STWD. And you already know how this go. I got my boy. I am back. Had to take a little week off. Sorry about that, but I'm back. You know, I'm here with the best host from the third coast, as always, my boy D-Raw. Yes, sir. So we got episode 11 today. Man, and first thing I want to talk about is Trevor Lawrence starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, first and foremost, I am a Jaguars fan, and I know this is not not at all a good look for the Jaguars. Not because Trevor Lawrence doesn't have the skill set. It's because we don't have the proper positions in place for him to succeed. No offensive line. He just lost one of his a very popular skill position. Like, I don't know what Urban Meyer is really doing here. The the correct choice would have been go ahead and put Garner Minshew in, let him just, you know, work and see where the line is at. But, hey, I guess somebody was in his ear talking about putting Trevor Lawrence out here. But from what I see right now, this is looking like David Carr 2.0. So, you know, you being a Jaguars fan, what do you, what do you think the – status of the Jags are now. Like, where are y'all going from here? What is the future? Well, I feel like if Urban Meyer can come up with a good game plan or or at least something that can help me understand, not only as a fan, but just as a person who watches sports, like, what are you really trying to develop here with Trevor Lawrence right now in year one? Because right now, you don't have anything necessary for him to stay upright or succeed. Nothing at all. And in your opinion, you know, watching Trevor Lawrence from his struggles to sometimes where he has been looking good in preseason, do you think he's even really ready to be a starter? Well, he shows leadership qualities. I, you know, I've seen him, you know, not be able to get the ball out on a certain play, and he, you know, gets in the huddle. He motivates the offensive line to try to do whatever they can to block better. I've seen him talk to. Um, wide receivers who blow the routes and then he'll come back and try to motivate them. But at the end of the day, there's no veteran leadership on either side of the ball. There's nothing really for him to really just, you know, lean on besides Urban Meyer to help him get through these growing pains that he's about to experience. And honestly, I just feel like this is just a bad move. But, hey, Urban Meyer has been coaching for 17 years. and 15 of those years, he's had a winning record. And as a matter of fact, he's never lost more than three games his entire career in a season. But he about to lose at least at least 10 this year. So he needs to get ready for reality. Because on the, on the upside, I don't see him winning no more than about five or six games. And that's, and that's speaking positively. No more than five or six games. And honestly... I would be surprised if Trevor Lawrence can stay upright to even play in all 17 games because that offensive line is horrible because they have injuries on the line. 
No experience on the line. I don't know why he thought just throwing them to the wolves like this is going to be just the right thing well, to do. I think he did it because he wanted to save his job, number one, because he already kind of he kind of looking bad because, you know, the schemes ain't really working. Everybody questioned, like, what are you doing on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, then you got this young running back, ETN, he, he out. Now you got to go back to James Robinson, which is not – a bad deal because Robinson had what a thousand some yards. Yeah, as an undrafted free agent, so that's that's makes he's sense. He's good, so I mean it only hurts because I think what um, he's going to focus more on with running the ball probably because that's what he did at Ohio State. He did a lot of running first and then passing, but now you got James Robinson. But who is who? Who else is going to step up? I Man, I think they got Carlos Hyde again too, which. I don't know. It'll be he's a good like motivational back. They probably have to pick up somebody in free agency or something of that nature. Um they probably need to get something as far as like quick routes, something like some good tight end play. They're gonna have to do something to really just get Trevor Lawrence going. Cause I'm telling you, this is gonna be a rough season for him. So so you still think y'all boys gonna be my Texans week one? Well, speaking it from a fan perspective, we hope we win every game. But when we come back to reality, no, I don't see it. Now, if just so happens the defense steps up and we can get a couple of turnovers, I believe that we'll at least be competitive. But you know, if we of, if we uh, if we can't stop the run from Philip Lindsay, or if we can't really just you know stop the pass attack, because let me tell you something. That's one thing I know for sure. Tyrod Taylor's not going to turn the ball over like that. But if we can't get any stops or if we can't, you know, break up some passes, trust me, he going he gonna to clock manage. They're going to run the ball. They're going to execute. And they're going to come out with an easy victory. Because from what I saw against the Saints, man, oh, my God. So, look, speaking of defense, What's what's that little young corner y'all just got, bro? Uh, the one last year. Yeah. Uh, I think I know I know he came from Florida. Yeah. But uh, him, he want to leave already. Yeah, I would want to leave too. <laughs> Shit. I was just like, damn, bro, y'all can't keep a cornerback, bro. Like but, every time y'all get a good solid corner. Nah, leave. first off, he's not even good or solid, so. He's pretty solid. No, Henderson. Yeah, I, that that's his name, Henderson. Yeah. yeah. Nah, he he wasn't solid. <laughs> Shit, if you look at this, if you look at this little NFL focus from last year, oh man, that ball's getting caught on left and right. Hey, I could have went out there and just hit a quick round, so, just so boom. You, so you think y'all should just go ahead and send them out? Well, shit, they already sent out everybody that want to leave. They already sending them out. AJ Boye still there? What? AJ Boye? They traded him two years ago to the Broncos. Oh man, y'all can't win for lose. Yeah, bro, we <laughs> traded Jalen Ramsey two years ago. Bro, we we getting rid of people left and right. Hey, that team that went to the AFC Championship game, I think the only person that's still left is I think the left tackle and I think the starting center. Everybody else is gone, bro. That's crazy. And that was just like a few years ago. Yeah, everybody is gone. So, oh, Miles Jack's still there too. Yeah. That's only because he signed into that long deal. He'd probably be trying to get out of there too. Yeah, as soon as that deal up, yeah. So, um... What do you think about James Winston winning the uh, battle out of New Orleans? Well, he honestly, he was the better quarterback anyway. Taysom Hill is an athlete. He's not a quarterback. This is, he, All he is is just a younger Tebow. That's it. I don't even give him Tebow. 
Well, Tebow might be a little bit better when Tebow was in his prime, but the point is, uh, he's like a gadget. He's like a yeah, gadget he, player. He's just like a, a weapon player. Yeah, you know, he's, yeah, you that's something you put in for like shotgun. Receiver, you put him in tight end, you put him at running back. Yeah, you, but, you run wildcat with him yeah. and stuff like that. You're not doing I, nothing. Honestly, bro, I don't understand why all these Saints fans was even behind him to even think that he was going to be because, the quarterback. Because Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. But at the end of the day, did you not watch that game on Monday night? I didn't see it, bro. Man, that boy Jameis Winston was throwing the ball. I'm talking about just pure money. I'm talking about the way that boy was dropping that ball right into them pockets. Hey, this, I'm talking about whatever lacy surgery Jameis Winston had. <laughs> hey, sign me up for one right now. That boy, that was dropping the ball on the dime. Every play. Well, I hope it worked out for them. And the deep ball. He, he deserves some respect, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hey, let me tell you something. Sean Payton, everybody always talk about like Andy Reid. Everybody, hey, they need to give Sean Payton his flowers when it comes to being a quarterback guru. Because let me tell you something. Because when everybody gave up on Drew Brees, he made it happen. Taysom Hill came out there, played in them few games. They won some games. He come out there like the little gadget specialist, Teddy Bridgewater, like two or three years ago. Came out there, won six games in a row. Hey, you can say whatever you want about Sean Payton. Sean Payton can get the most out of any quarterback. You better ask Tony Romo because we didn't know nothing about that dude from East Carolina till he was in Sean Payton's system with the offense. Yeah, good point, bro. I can't, I can't disagree on that. All right, and let me tell you something. Bruce, Bruce Arians couldn't even get nothing out of Jameis Winston but 30 interceptions. I don't, I don't think Bruce Arians is as good no. of a coach as they claim he is. I don't know, because he did good when he was with Arizona. Wait, wait a minute, was he the coach that took him to the Super Bowl, or was it somebody else? Or was it, oh, no, no, I take that back. That was Ken Wisenhunt. That was Ken Wisenhunt that took him to the Super Bowl. Cause, uh, but he did revive um, Carson Palmer's career. They got the ass whooped on, I mean, in the NFC Championship. Coach. I just think. Like last year, he, you know, he got Brady, bro. And then all the other players, he just, it was a perfect situation. Yeah. It came to him. Uh, hey, look, hey, look, no disrespect to Tom Brady. I'm still trying to figure out how you played a whole season with a torn MCL. I don't know. See, I don't know how you, you did see, Brady, that. Brady said that he don't play until he feel like he can't go out and win it all. So he only got one more year. This is last year. Perfect. Because uh, after this year, he should hang it up. You should go out a winner. I'm not saying they're gonna win that the Super Bowl, going out as a winner, though. but hey, just go out as a winner, man. Just leave it alone. Hey, even Peyton went the new winner riding to the sunset, and this is hey, this year should be your your farewell tour. You should go out there be competitive because I'm telling you, if I don't you think he won a farewell tour. Hey, if you run into the Chiefs again, I don't think it's gonna be the same outcome. Yeah, your defense is good. But they really improved that offensive line. I'm sorry. They improved that. Yeah, possibly. So, um, Justin Fields going to be the starting quarterback for the preseason. You think he's going to be the starting quarterback for the regular season? No. Because let me tell you something. Matt Nagy knows something that we don't. Well, we know with the truth. But the truth is that offensive line trash. The offensive line is trash. Well, like, why would you go out there – and risk your entire future just to win a couple. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bears' defense is ready to take them as far as they can take them right now. But 
they didn't address the issues with the offensive line last year. So you know, or this year, so you already know why put your why put your prize position out there only to get just manhandled. Because I'm telling you, if you saw that preseason game against Buffalo, man, so that boy just you feels think, got hit. Do you think that Andy Dalton uh, get him the best chance to win over Justin Fields? No, but if I want if I want my quarterback to play for me at least ten years, I don't need to put him out there till I fix his offensive line. So the Bears ain't playing to win this season. Uh, in my eyes, they plan to be competitive, but they not playing to win. Because you got to realize, Minnesota is better than them. They can't beat Green Bay. So, technically, yeah, you can play for a playoffs. But I feel like if they even get nine wins right now, I think Matt Nagy can probably save his job. Because if I'm – look at it. You still got Nick Foles on the roster. You still got Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback. You know, yeah, he went through a couple of woes last year with Dallas because he was just thrown in there. But at the same time, he still kept him in the game and kept him competitive. Hey, but at the end of the day, bro. Honestly, bro, I think that, like, with the talent that they got just on the, as the weapons, I think they should win 10 games if the defense stays out the way they are. But they're not going to get 10 games with Andy Dawson. They're going to have to get it with Justin Fields. Nah. No, I don't. I don't buy that because Andy Dalton is capable. Because he's just gonna be up there a clock manager. That's the same thing you can say about Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. I feel like Drew Locke honestly earned the starting job, but they just going with Teddy Bridgewater because he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Drew Locke does. Drew Locke earned the spot. He earned it. But at the same time, it's like you want to be safe because you know your defense is gonna carry most of the load, and that's the same thing. But one thing I can say, the Broncos have a better offensive line than the Chicago Bears. Because yeah. the Bears don't have it. Broncos going to be good this year. I keep telling you that. I don't know. I, I just can't. I don't see them making the strides that that they need to. So, I honestly, the way I look at it, if they defense stay healthy, I see them second in the division because everybody know the Chiefs going to be number one. Cause, yeah, they're going to be number, that's a, but, number one. I feel like their biggest rival right now is the Chargers. The Chargers have the offense. Derwin James is coming back. And if Justin Herbert does not have a sophomore slump, they should be right in the mix. I got Justin Herbert for a sophomore slump. So the crazy part is we're talking about every team, but we keep overlooking the Raiders. So this makes me wonder. I I told you, I think the Raiders, they're going to be decent. I give them eight to nine wins, but so does this fall more on Derek Carr or does it fall more on John Gruden at this point? Because he's been there what three, four years. If if Carr stay healthy, they're gonna get the wins that they need. But uh, no, nah, I feel like even if they put Marcus Mariota in, they can still get all the wins. If he stay healthy, <laughs> yeah, you gotta they, get they got that. some street clothes over there. Yeah, yeah, they got some street clothes. <laughs> and then John Gruden. He overhyped. I mean, he, he a decent coach, but all that all that stuff he used to talk on TV, bro. He won. He won that. Man, he a, he a quarterback coach, man. But I. But what's crazy to me is just his how much he reaches in the draft, or maybe he's seeing something that we don't see. Now, don't get me wrong. Well, you know, Josh Jacobs, great uh, pick. Mike Mayock, or whatever. Yeah. That's who picked all the stuff. He was doing nah, all the mock drafts. Nah, the at the end of the day, it's still John Gruden's decision. 
Now, don't get me wrong. This Leatherwood, this offensive lineman, might be might be one of the best offensive linemen in in quite some time. But at the same time, you traded away half your offensive line. So what are you out there working with? I don't understand like what's going on here. Like you traded. You traded for, uh, what's the love tackle they just sent right back to New England? Trent Brown. They traded for him two years ago, then you just trade him back this year. And you give up more stuff to give, you gave up more stuff to get him than you did to get back. Hey, it's look, dumb. Speaking of speaking of the Raiders and Bears, you know uh, the Raiders just tried to go back and get Khalil Mack and, and try to trade for him? Bears was not interested, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. man, I know, man, I know you lying. <laughs> I know you learn. See, you know what? We we need our we need our Raider specialists here, man. Hey, shout out to my boy David McClendon, man. Hey, I need you to come up here and verify this. I know y'all didn't just try to get it back after y'all just gave him up for pennies on the dollar. Come on now. Oh man. Oh my God. See, that lets me know right there, John Gruden just there for the money. Cause if you give me ten years, a hundred million dollars, I'm gonna go out there and just pick some stuff too. Just hey, it's working out. Look, look at all the defensive draft picks they had. Where are they now? What was a um, what was a little defensive end they drafted a couple of years ago? They was like, man, why are they picking him? Things like like Farrell, yeah. Is is he is he even making an impact? I think he's actually pretty decent. And then they had like a couple of linebackers. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't name too many players on the Raiders team. Yeah, at one point in time, you. I used to be able to at least pick out a... They used to have some studs on defense or something. It's like, now it's like, it's Derek Carr and then there's hey, Josh part, Jacobs and then... All, hey, I know Henry Ruggs. That's it. I know Henry Ruggs. Oh, and, and, and Darren Waller. Everybody hey, know Darren everybody Waller. Know hey, that boy Cole. Hey, Darren Waller, hey, bro. You should have a big season. Regardless who's throwing you the ball, man. Yeah, they was talking about him uh, this offseason, too. He's been doing good. Um, yeah, Hey, hey, that's being generous. I unless, unless, because hey, that, hey, so no, hold up. You know what? It might. I'm gonna give them a little boost. I'm only gonna say this because it's gonna be their first season where they got real fans in the stands. Yeah, because you know they so, they spend all that money in that stadium. So that's gonna give them a boost, and they got the black hole back together. So that might get them a couple wins. Yeah. So. They might get. They might sneak into the playoffs. You know, because last year they was gonna be in the playoffs, but but the Dolphins got them, bro. <laughs> the yeah, Dolphins got them. Dolphins did get them in the end, and hopefully, honestly, I hope the Dolphins do pretty good this year too, because Tua he I don't I don't like the fact that seven seven seed, bro, seven seed. You think you think the Dolphins can hit the seven seed? That's so, the best they can do. I'm telling the Bills gonna win that division. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, the Bills, no, I know the Bills are going to be good, but I feel like it's time for the Dolphins to really make that leap forward. And they got they got all the, the defenses in place. The offensive line is working. They finally got a run game. They got receivers, tight ends, solid. Hey, the only question mark is their quarterback, and that's it. And it's not really a question mark because you know the capabilities of what Tua can bring to the table. It's just the fact that can he actually put well, it together under Brian Flores and get it done? Well, if he don't get it done this season, they definitely are going to be looking for another quarterback or something. But it won't be Deshaun Watson. Uh, Bro, and I don't like speaking, how... Speaking of quarterbacks, though, I want to talk about uh, Haskins and Josh Dobbs. Do you think 
since they are the two remaining quarterbacks that will be playing in the preseason, do you think one of them going to get cut based on performance? I'm trying to figure out why they're not cutting Mason Rudolph. Like, I'm trying to figure I'm out why like, Mason Rudolph ain't got a glass in the Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Like, am I, if we are, are we all looking at the same Mason Rudolph? Like, I'm trying to figure out. Because in that first preseason game, I could have sworn that Josh Dobbs was the only one that threw a touchdown in that game against the Cowboys. Then, in the next preseason game they had, I could have sworn it was Dwayne Haskins who had the most yards, the most completions. Mason Rudolph was out there just looking like shit on the stick. But he don't have to go out there and prove himself? Come on now. Unless they already know that he that they going to cut him. Because they already got down with the 80 players. So, And my bad people on last episode, I thought they was already at 80 players. Uh, but they're just cutting the 80 now. So next week they got to jump to 53, I'm sure. But I thought you can keep more than that now because due to the COVID protocols. It's not like that anymore. I don't, I don't know. You know, they got all this, this new stuff out now. Yeah, COVID, that is so. true. Yeah, hey. Like the players. It can, man. I don't like how they did you, man. Hey, you knew what to do, man. You were trying to take that test, and then they still just tried to cut you out them little five days, try to give Mac Jones some more uh, reps. But, hey, I know you're not going to lose your starting spot, bro. You earn that. Man, I think they're looking for any reason not to give Cam the starting spot at this point. Because they just want, want first off, it's New England. So, you know, they got. Well, I, I hope that's not the case. But but I feel they want, like. They want Mac Jones out there, bro. Hey, no. I look at it like this, man. Mac Jones is the future. Hey, I, I, I applaud Mac Jones. Hey, he did. He looked good against that in that joint practice against the, the Giants. You know, 35 for 40, 18 completions in a row. But at the same time, what has Cam done not to deserve the starting position? He's done everything that they asked. He did everything right. So why are we still so more, so much more focused on Matt Jones than the obvious clear-cut starter in Cam Newton? I don't get that. I just think that Cam, he, the way he carries himself as a, you know, his character or whatever, people tend to not like him. Matt Jones is something new. Caucasian. Oh man, I ain't want to. I ain't want to pull it out like that. But I mean, I'm just being honest. Cam is kind of pro-black. True. And and he Cam is very smart. I don't know. I just I just think that he's not in the favor to be a New England quarterback this season. Even though he got a year up on the playbook, so he finally understands like you know what schemes they're running. And things like that. So he is the best player to put out there just knowing the playbook, period. But then, you know, they draft another quarterback, which is kind of jacked up because they drafted him early. And well, I always knew Cam was going to be the bridge quarterback either way. Well, yeah, because his age, but... But at the same they, time... It's like they just put the pressure on him. You know, they didn't really give him a chance. I feel like they're not giving him a chance. They just that is trying true. to throw Matt Jones right in. And even though, like you said... Matt Jones hasn't really performed better than Cam Newton. No. I mean, he did good for a rookie. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fair. Mac Jones might actually be in the best position to win. To win out of all of the rookie quarterbacks. Oh no, I, I actually believe that. Because Because the offensive line is solid. He got he got receivers, he got tight ends. Mm, no about receivers. No, no, they they uh Nelson Aguilar is good. 
Okay, outside of them. Um, well, nah, you know they they tight end games. You know Hunter Henry, Jonu Jones. You know they got they got yeah. people. And the Patriots actually, well, you know Hunter Henry still hurt. He hurt. When? He still hurt. Again? And now let's what he just came back or something. Oh man, I thought I they thought just, it was like I thought uh, it was like a minor injury. Because the Texans they had cut Kahali Wearing. Saints anymore. That's why I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, what's going to be. I'm not really sure. Let me... And I don't even know how long. I didn't even know that uh, what's the, Michael Thomas was hurt. I know. Yeah, he, I, I knew I knew Michael Thomas was hurt. He's, he's been hurt for a while. He's starting, to become, he's starting to become a little injury prone. You can't have a bad attitude and hey, injury prone. What that is is they worked the shit out of him that one season where he was putting the ball on records. <laughs> we, we caught the 149 yeah, balls. Yeah, they, yeah they, they worked the shit out Bro, if you look back at that season, every time you see him, bro, Drew Brees was going to that boy down there every other play, bro. That's how he got all them balls. Yeah, he was probably getting open sometime, but come on, bro. He was killing that dude, man. And then, then Michael Thomas, he out there trying to compete against uh, Hopkins and shit, and you know, he was out there trying to prove himself too, so that was yeah, yeah they, they killed him, bro. He was out he was out there trying to be like Starving Marvin for sure. Oh no, nah, he passed him up. Yeah, he passed him up. I don't think he's gonna pass him up <laughs> as far as career, cause uh Nah. He lagging behind now. He, yeah, he lagging now. Jared Cook went to the Chargers. See? More reasons for Justin Herbert to succeed. That's a solid pickup. That's true. Cause Hunter, cause Hunter Henry always hurt. Now he got, a, now he got a nice little, you know, safety net the right there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man. Um. All right. So Carson Wentz back in action. He out there looking good now, moving, moving good around the field. Got some good footwork. Where do you see the coats at in the AFC South now? Same place I had him at before. Second place. Because yeah. the Titans, the Titans going to win that. And Carson Wentz, hey, I don't know. I don't know, man. Because I know he had the surgery. He probably won't start opening day. But at the same time, hey, look. It's just, I don't I don't, I don't know. I've oh, never no. trusted Carson Wentz. I think he's going to start opening day. After I seen his. Let me tell you something. There's two quarterbacks I'm truly worried about this upcoming season staying upright. Number one is Joe Burrow. Dear God. I seen that boy limp out there with that with that knee brace on. Hey, that boy there's a sitting duck. Don't do it, Joe. Don't do it. <laughs> Number two, Carson Wentz. I guarantee you, if Carson Wentz played 10 games, that's a positive direct. Step in the right direction. You know, that is the most injury-prone quarterback I have he, ever seen. He really seen. is because the bad thing about Carson Wentz, he be having a good season, and then it always he get all the way to the playoffs, bro. He always get knocked out. 
or he always do something wild and get hurt. He's never played in the playoffs. You ain't never think about that, huh? He's never played in the playoffs. He, he played against Seattle and he got hurt. He did? I thought I always thought he'd get hurt in the regular season right before, and then Nick Foles got to do it. He played that. He played that with like what was it? Not last year, but the year before, I guess. Uh, against Seattle, and then I think he got a concussion or whatever, <laughs> and he was out. And that's when they had the old quarterback dude, like 40, 40 something years old. Oh, oh my God! I know you talking about, uh. Bro, uh, McCown. Josh McCown. Yeah, McCown. Josh McCown. Remember McCown was out there trying to run around. He yeah, and he got hurt. hurt. But he finished the game, though. Yeah, he finished, he the, finished game. the game. That boy, I think that boy hurt his knee or something because yeah. he was out there trying to run. Yeah, trying to and run. somebody hit him on and the, he on was the like, leg. He was like, yeah, I realize I'm not young no more or whatever. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I didn't know Carson Wentz was out there like that, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why I be scared for uh, Trey Lance. Trey yeah, Lance didn't look, even play. Speaking of speaking of Trey Lance, who you think gonna start? Trey Lance or uh, oh no! Hey, look, either way it go. So Trey Lance is not big enough, and he hasn't had any like real physical contact in over a year because he didn't. He opted out last year. He didn't play. And then you know Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo like fly paper. You know he ain't gonna stay up right long enough. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo will start the game, and then by the third quarter we'll see Trey Lance. Hey, you just think Jimmy G's gonna go out there and just blow it? Now he gonna go out there and get hurt. He gonna go out there and get hurt. Cause let me tell you something. I can tell you one thing that's gonna happen. He either gonna get sacked, and then he gonna fall some kind of awkward way, or either he gonna try to run, try to go out of bounds, and somebody gonna hit him. He done. All right, let, all right. So hypothetically, if Jimmy G have a good season, say he start with it, right? How long do you think he'll be a 49er before he get traded? Two years. If Jimmy G go out and have a great season this year, which I know he is capable of, but his body tells him, tells him otherwise, he can play another two years in San Francisco. Let Trey Lance sit on the bench because people forget they was one. Throw away from winning the Super Bowl. God, Jimmy G. How did you overthrow him? How did you overthrow him, bro? Yeah, they blew bro. I think he got paid. <laughs> bro. I'm sitting there just watching the ball just like, bro. He got paid, bro. I was so mad, man. Why did y'all stop running the ball, Kyle Shanahan? Y'all had the game won. Hey, you uh, you seen that, that shit about uh, Adam Schefter pronunciation about Tua? Hey, Adam Schefter, it is Tua Tungavaloa. Tua Tungavaloa. That's how you say it. <laughs> nah, that's the wrong way. That's the wrong way? <laughs> how you say it? How, how, how is it really pronounced in? It's Tua Tag. <laughs> Whoa, nah, bro. It's Tunga Valoa. It's Tua Tunga Valoa. Tua Tagaviola. Tagaviola? What? Tagaviola. Tagaviola. Bro. That's what it is. Tua Tagaviola. Tua, we need you to call in and verify this, man. <laughs> that that sound all about wrong. But hey, if hey. it is... But did you see? Did you see the letter the, the fan wrote? He got on Adam Schefter. Yeah, I saw that because it, uh, the dude from it was a dude from Jacksonville that wrote in and told him like how to correctly how to pronounce it correctly. But I always thought it was 
Tua Tungavaloa. That's how they say it on TV. Yeah, they've been saying they've been saying. So we've been saying the man name wrong all this time? Yeah. Damn. My bad, Tua. I'm just going to call you Tua, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. I always thought it was Tua Vitali. You know, shit, now I'm saying it. All kind of. That's why I just call him Tua, bro. Yeah. So, now that I'm talking about Texans, I really want to talk about Bill O'Brien. I mean, look, have you realized, so, this last week, they didn't pretty much cut everybody this dude didn't draft it, bro. <laughs> 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 hey, man, that boy, he, he got to be like the worst GM, bro. I mean, they, they cut the cornerback, John Reed. Well, he he was he was he wasn't producing, bro. He wasn't. Producing. And you know what? You know it's bad when you on a team that needs DBs. Yeah, and you get cut. They they, they cut the they cut the tight end Kylie Wren, which everybody thought he was gonna be good. Um, it was somebody else, bro, that got cut, bro. Like everybody, pretty much everybody he drafted has been cut, and. Uh, even just some of the people he signed, bro, like Brandon Dunn is gone. You know, just that's. What oh, wait a minute, Brandon Dunn. That was the defensive tackle, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was, <laughs> hey, he was no work in the trenches. Hey, hey, when you want to talk about a defensive player getting pancaked, hey, look, he hey, was hey, look, it. Hey, even look at it this way. Even David Johnson, he really probably should be cut, but they ain't gonna cut him because of the yeah, the because of that cap. It was like four, four and a half million or something. They trying to find a buyer. They trying to find a buyer for so, him. Pretty much anything that he added to the team was just a bad addition. Hey, they was hoping the Rams would have called about him so they can get that fifth <laughs> or sixth round pick. They trying to get anything and Shit, maybe, everything. Maybe the Patriots will call for him because. Who they got now? I mean, Sonny Michelle. I don't know. I think they still got James White, but outside yeah. of that, yeah, they hurting to. It's crazy that they had even trade Sonny Michelle away because they just got him like what two years ago. All right, all right. The price was, all right, price the Rams, was right, huh? price was right. Yeah, I agree with that. JJ White finally activated for the Cardinals. How long? How long do you think he'll play before he be on injury reserve? Five games. And I'm saying, and I'm saying that just out of respect for JJ Watt. Hey, your body not the same no more, bro. Like you, no, no. One thing I can say, in them five games, you gonna give it hundred and ten percent. Hey, but I'm telling you, you just not, you not the same impactful pass rush that you used to. Now, don't get me wrong. You being on the opposite side of, um, bro, who is that? Who is the dude? Chandler Jones. That right there. That could, and y'all primes, y'all would have been like a dynamic duo. <laughs> like, you know, you got Isaiah Simmons out there. You got Buddha Baker. You got, you have everything that you need to be successful. But the Cardinals, they still got a little bit ways to go. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know, man. He going to be on the hot seat after this season, bro. Because I feel like, number one, Kyler Murray is not progressing the way he should. The defense is not elevating the way it should. Your run game is still subpar. You're good at receiver, but outside of that, you know, you can't run the ball well. The offensive line is still kind of shaky. Come on, Cliff. What are you doing out there? I mean, and he got all the players in place, the young players. Yeah, like, now don't get me wrong. As far as, like, drafting the defense, hey, Kudos to you, bro. Hands down. But 
really outside of Kyler Murray, what have you really done? You made that trade well. Really, you couldn't really pass up one of the greatest trades of all time. You got one. You got an All Pro wide receiver for a busted up, broken down running back, <laughs> and all you had to give away was a second round pick. Hey, then you got JJ Watt for free. Yeah. Well, Texans is doing some, some bonehead stuff. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. J.J. Watt is a good addition, but you're looking for the J.J. Watt from three or four years ago, and that's not him anymore. Yeah, he can still probably, you know, draw a double team, but come on. It's, no, it's not it's not the same, bro. But one thing I can say, being in that division, you got to step your game up because the NFC West is probably the hardest vision, division in the entire NFL. Because every team has what it takes to either make the playoffs or at least win 10 games. Every single team in that division. There's no, there is no team in that division that can honestly say that, that you can say they suck. Yeah, Seattle good. Seattle good, Cardinals San Francisco, good. the Cardinals, yeah. and the Rams. Every team in that division can make the playoffs. But the but the but the weak part is, can nine and eight get you to the playoffs? No, not not this year. No, not this year because I feel like every team has made improvements on the NFC side. There are some teams in the AFC side. Hey, Jaguars, four games. Well, they made improvements, but the Bengals. Four games. I haven't. Well, they made a couple improvements too. Yeah, but that line trash. Hey, Joe. Joe. They just. They just said. But Joe did, Burrow. Did they draft a uh, tackle though? Two years ago. I thought they just drafted one. Nah, bro. They drafted Jonah Williams two years ago. He the only one that's on, on the line that's solid. Who they draft this year? Jamar Chase. Oh yeah. Oh, speaking of Jamar Chase, they say he's been doing pretty good lately. Man, they say he out there catching balls now, looking good. Yeah, because he got Joe Burrow throwing him the ball. <laughs> Shit, whoever that backup was was trash. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, who, well, what franchise do you think has the drunkest NFL fans? The Buffalo Bills, bro. The book, hey, anytime you can set a table on fire and jump on it, bro, you ain't doing that shit sober. You're not doing that shit sober. I'm sorry. Who else? The Raiders. If I'm going to go out there and dress like Kiss and then lose, yeah. Yeah, all right. My bad. My bad. Hey, shout out to my boy David McClendon again, bro. But you got to be drunk to go out there and dress like somebody out of the, uh, what's that movie? Mad Max. Or dress like somebody from Kiss for no reason. <laughs> like, really, bro? So, these are the top, I want to say, top four. Oh, I got to hear this. Drunkest fan base. Oh, I got to hear this. And they, they base it off how much the fans spend on average. Oh, no, nah, see, you didn't say that, bro. But you no, said the fan. So, if that's the case, then that lets you know right then and there. So let me see. Hold on. Don't even tell me. Don't even tell me. So let me see who gets the drunkest. So that means it ought to be Jets fans. It should be 
Cleveland fans, Bears fans, Cowboys fans, and Texans fans. You only got two of them. Damn. The latter two. What was it? Oh, the latter two? The last two? Or the... Oh, damn. So, guess who the drunkest fans is, bro? Philadelphia. Saints. I can see that because liquor is everywhere. Then, Patriots. Cap. Cap. Bills. Texans. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who fall behind the Texans. But, so, it says that the average uh, Texan fan, like they surveyed them or whatever, and they said they spent $169, basically $170, uh, for the entire group when they go to a Texas game. The next closest average to them would be the Cowboys fans. They spend $147. But if you're just talking alcohol, the Saints fans spend $65 on alcohol. A person? 60 let me see. As a group. It's average. That's see? not that's not that's not bad. Cause let me see. When when we went when we go to games, I don't know though. We don't really buy alcohol like that. We mostly buy beer. Well, so I guess they just consider beer, alcohol, booze, whatever you want to say. Yeah, because they don't have none. They don't have none of the stuff. We hey. Well, they they, they do have Hennessy and stuff. Nah, I ain't never see. I always see that damn crown. I always see crown. I don't know. They, I know they got. I know they got Hennessy. I think they got Hennessy. I know they got Hennessy when we they go got, to the uh, Rockets games, but I ain't never uh, seen. Because I went to a bar that they have, like, on the outside of the Texas thing. Like, it's upstairs, but, like, it's outside where they be smoking at, too. Mm-hmm. And they got a bar out there, and they had, like, Hennessy Crown, uh, tequila, all that stuff. Because I, I know when I go to the little Crown Royal bar in there, they, you know, they got all, they got tequila and stuff like that, but I never see Hennessy. So, look, the, the Bills and Patriots tied for $61 average as a group, and then the Texans fall right behind them at $59. It's not bad. That's not bad. Because if you really think about it, because eh, the drinks, because let me see what, if you get a big beer, that's like what, $11? Then you get a spirit, that's probably what, $15, 25 You're going to have more than one? Yeah, that's that's $59 a person. But I can see that. I can actually see that. They just say on average as a group. I don't know. They must be getting like one beer as a group. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, I think it's like a full breakdown because you're not yeah. finna go to no game and drink one beer. Yeah, you're gonna at least drink you, one. you're gonna at least drink two, unless it's one of them tall ones. Because even when we went, because even when we went to the Roughneck games or we go to a U of H game, we at least drink two beers. Yeah, and each one is like what eleven dollars. That's so. That's about the average. Yeah, because uh, that one beer gonna send you to the restroom. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. once you and then yeah, once you pee you it out, you yeah. you back on another. And by the time you get back, you be like. I might as well give me another one. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to be second half. Shit. Yeah. Sit, stand in the uh, restaurant line. So, uh, man, I had seen some some uh, film with Arian Foster, bro. And I seen, I was like, that is the best running back the Texans was ever drafted. Well, he was undrafted or whatever, but it would be I nice. Would, I would say Dominique Davis probably the best one y'all ever drafted. But he the best, Arian he Foster the, was the best, best one y'all ever had. Yeah. yeah, he the best running back we ever had. I was, I was like, he didn't realize how big he was. He was like 6'1", 230-something. But dude had some nice footwork. He was real shifty. If they can get something like that, bro, the Texans would be nice, bro. 
Man, it's a shame he didn't play long in the NFL. How long did he play? Like, what, six years? Something like that. But I think he should be in the Texas Ring of Honor. You think he can get in? Yeah. Big Smooth should get in. He deserve it. He do. All right, so let's go ahead and switch over to basketball. Okay. All this football. So uh, your boy Damian Lillard say he ain't leaving Portland. <laughs> what do you think about that? And what what is the future of Portland? Because all they got really is Damian and uh, McCollum. I don't know, bro. Like I, I honestly like. Don't get me wrong. I I respect his loyalty. First and foremost, I, I really do. Because, you know, that's a lost art nowadays in the NBA. Because anytime you see opportunity to build a super team or go to a team that's already established and stuff like that, you know, most people take it. But the fact that he is willing to stay there and grind it out and just be okay with that. Because I, I can't say, he, you know, being a loser because, shit, they actually win – so they just let, don't get fought. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that what Giannis did inspired him to stay important? Yeah, but the difference is he not in the front office trying to make them get some pieces around him. Yeah, and don't nobody want to go to Portland. Because I'm going to tell you like this. Giannis got to understand he will never, never Get back to the finals, bro. Nah, no, no, no. He gonna get back, bro. No, I give him no. one more time. He gonna get back. No, no. Not with that team. Not with the Milwaukee Bucks. He will never get back there with the All Milwaukee right. Bucks, bro. I think he gonna no. be back. No, I think he'll get no. back one more time. It's impossible. It's I impossible. Cause let me tell you something. The Heat improved. They already better. He might not. No, nah, he not gonna be back next season. But he gonna be back probably the year the following year. No. No, 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 no. Because you still got the Nets until they break that up. And I, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, let me tell you something. The window is closing. They have, the, the Sixers have to build a team around and be now. So they're going to build a team that can compete with the Nets. They can compete with the, the Miami Heat and compete with the Bucks to make sure that they're not wasting their $200 million. So, what what are the 76ers going to do? Because Ben Simmons said he might hold out. Hold out and do what? You're, you're not even good to hold out. <laughs> like, hold out for what? You can't shoot. You, you're going to hold out and just play. In, you're going to stay in the gym? That's what I want you to do. Work on that jumper. It's trash. <laughs> Work on that. What do you mean? Hold hold out for what? You already got paid. If anything, the city should be telling them, please don't report. <laughs> Don't report. We paid you, and we didn't even get our money's worth. What is he yeah, saying? That's that's that's. Hey. I would. I wish he would. Hey, he really said that, like he got the leverage. Yeah, like like, um, sir, we trying to get rid of you. It's not the other way around, bro. Man, man, go somewhere with like, that, bro. Like trying to get rid of the six. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like you not you not up for no contract. You got paid already. They paid you $141 million. Like, what is... What is really, like, like, honestly, bro, what is a true destination for Ben Simmons? Like, where can you do that? Bro, I don't... At at this point, it's like... 
then go to the Clippers? I don't know what position he plays anymore. Like, because, yeah, he's a facilitator, but he's not somebody that can take over, like, in a game to where, like, you know, he, like, he's tall enough to where he, he, like, he's a good rebounder. He has great vision, but. He just needs to be a four. But he, but he, but he's he's too small to be a four. So it's like honestly, you, you can't you can't put him at the two. You can put him at the three, but it's gonna but you really but you really not gaining nothing by putting him at the three. So it's like you need to you need to put him on a team to like you know that values his skills. Yeah, it's like like I don't like honestly, I really don't know. I really don't know because it's like. In today's NBA, your point guard shouldn't give you – they can't give you 10 assists and 10 points. That shit you get off the bench. Like, if you starting and you making $141 million, I, I, I at least need 25 and 10, bro. He needs to be in a bro. system where he can do pick and roll all day. But I don't understand why he So, if you saying pick and roll all day – because he, facility, he got so – So, that mean, so that means so mean he need to go – so that means he need to go somewhere like Utah. Yes. Because honestly, his skill set can fit Utah because he won't be the dominant scorer because you still got Rudy Gobert and you got Donovan Mitchell. He needs to go somewhere where he's not the number number one or number two option for scoring. Well, yeah, that's true. But also, you know, he probably would have been traded, but the Sixers need to lower their price. Oh, no, he, he not worth none of that shit. He not worth none of that. First rounds? Hell no. No. No, 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 I take that back. You, I'll give you, I so I feel like if you put the right trainer with him to work on his jumper, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, I guess like a decent six man player, a first round and a second round. But what I mean by like a decent six, like a a decent six round player, I mean like a, I mean not a six round player, but a six a six man. I want to say somebody like a who's a good six man right now that's in the NBA. Would you give him like like Bridges? I give you Bridges, a first round draft pick and a second round draft pick. But I ain't gonna lie to you. If I'm the GM, I'm gonna be like my shit gonna be lottery protected. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, honestly, bro, you know where he should go? He should go to Dallas. Dallas. I think Dallas would be good for him. And give and give them another facilitator. Yeah, and that but but at the same time they're gonna be looking for him to score. Jason Kidd well, I don't know. Jason Kidd might be able to work with him. Because Jason Kidd came into the league with no jumper. And then uh they got uh what's your boy, bro? Nah, Porzingis on his way out. Not Porzingis, the look the dark skinned dude, he be shooting all the time. Uh uh that's you talking about Kenny Smith, the Smith Kenny, or something like that? Not, not Dorian Finney Smith. Oh, I said uh, that. my bad, bro. I said your name all wrong, bro. I said Kenny Smith. He's a junior, bro. His dad played in the NBA, bro. Oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, they got Tim, Tim Hardaway, Hardaway Jr. That's, I mean, that's that's a nice little nucleus. But man. what, but what can you give up in order to get Ben Simmons? Like, honestly, give up Porzingis. Yeah, that's that Twin Tower shit. This ain't the 80s, bro. That's not going to work. Huh? 
mean, they ain't throw in a little, no, little, nah. Little, 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 you need, hey, Smith. nah. While you tripping, bro, you gotta put a third team involved. Cause I need Porzingis out, bro. I don't want Porzingis yeah, and, and yeah. B together. Oh, yeah. Because because they just got Andre Drummond too. So what you gonna do with three bigs like that? Who got Andre Drummond? The Sixers. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ben Simmons. He, he, uh, he yeah, that's that. That's, yeah. that's too many. That's too many niggas. There. <laughs> that's too many bigs. That's like <laughs> that's too many bigs. Yeah, like that's you know that that's not gonna work. That's especially not especially that can't shoot. You know what? This might sound this might sound real far fetched. You might even, you might even say, I would actually send that boy to Portland. He can play small forward. But what they gonna give up? Um, what's that? What's that dude name, man? Uh, Yerkit, uh, yo, uh, Yerkit, yeah, something like that. Nah, I really have, I really have been too. I mean, I really have Nurkic. Oh man, uh, only gonna say that because he can score. Yeah, Simmons, he's a liability, bro. We yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't really. Well, no, I can't even. What about Toronto? That could probably rejuvenate his career. Only, only reason why I said it because they just lost Carl. No, nah, because they got Van Vliet. But no, nah, because they just got. Uh, then they got Scotty Barnes. They just drafted Scotty Barnes, so it's like they don't need him. Damn. He trash, bro. He bro, he trash. he's really like a wasted talent. He I don't trash. I don't know what to do with he's it. Stuck. He doesn't he doesn't fit. He stuck like he done before. Hey, you know what's weak about that? Hey, Philadelphia. Now that I look back on this, the only draft pick that y'all didn't waste was Joel Embiid. Jaleel Okafor wasted. Ben Simmons wasted. Wasted. Um. <laughs> Michael Carter Williams wasted. Um, Marquez Fultz wasted. So you telling me? Just think about all the players that y'all could have had if y'all would have just just done the right thing, bro. Y'all would have had a real All Star team. Damn. Yeah. Well, we'll see what Maury do for him. No, Maury. Yeah, he not a magician. You can't get rid of that, bro. All right. Yeah. We got to talk baseball. You know it. I'm ready. And my Astros looking good. Them boys. Now. Turn the new uh, league. Now, I do want to tell you this because, you know, somebody said this about the Astros, and I just want to hear your opinion. They say the Astros play sucky against sucky teams. Do you about it? They do. For some reason, they the teams that they should be dominating, they don't dominate them. But – you know, we got Bregman coming back. He came back last night. Yeah. He, as a matter of fact, he had the game winning. Uh, he had the game winning hit against the Royals that, when they won six to five. Oh yeah. Yeah, my see, boy, they're doing it. Yeah, you see it, but so we got Bregman back. We got Tucker back. But do you feel like we have the pitching to take out the because the Yankees that lineup is death right I now. Think, I think right now we just missing like Rikidi. We get Rikidi back. We back in business. Man, oh, look. and Justin Verlander, he, he won't play this season. So. Man, look, we need to find a way to void his contract. But my big, well, his contract, I think, is over after this season. So my biggest concern right now, because the Red Sox are surging, 
The Yankees are surging because I think they got like, what, 11 wins in a row right now? So, I don't really know how the Rays are doing right now. But, you know, the Yankees are in the wild card spot. And I think the Red Sox have a hold of the last one. Because, you know, we win in the division or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to see if... I know we have the better team. I know we have a, a nice leadership as far as our manager goes with Dusty Baker. But do can we honestly say, can we actually handle a seven-game series with the rebuilt Yankees? That's the that's the big question right now. Because the rebuilt come, Yankees are. Down pitching. But... Yeah. But you got that lineup. They they wear a pitcher out. They literally like because you got to realize that rotation is so heavy with so many hitters. Then they just then you know when they got the left-handed hitters. Now it's they coming in yeah, so but, many different directions. Yeah, but you know it's gonna be different in the playoffs because now you putting your your best pitchers ahead. You know, yeah, uh, for I, each I game know. versus. In the regular season, they play. They play. They start pitchers that you know will never start in the playoffs. You be having like your your relief pitcher. He gonna start this game with whatever. But in the playoffs, it ain't gonna happen. Like I feel like the Astros will do good, but I will say this though: this is a hard year because you gotta realize but, the only reason why the Yankees even made them trades because we was kicking their ass. But I'm telling you, bro, with Bregman back. Tucker back. If you look at the Astros lineup, bro. Yeah, we we have the like right hitting wise. Yeah, we right there with them. Right but I'm saying, uh, do we have enough pitching to really get us over the hump? Now I know we got some good relief relief pitching now, but I'm saying as far as like our starting rotation, do we have enough to really just carry us in a seven game series? That's my biggest concern because you know uh, Chapman, you know he can't use that sticky stuff no more. So you know he been slumping lately. Don't worry about Chapman. He's your close anyways. Yeah. I that has really changed baseball as we know it. Shit. We looking at now, the Astros they got five games on athletics, so we kinda pushing them away. Uh, White Sox doing good. Yankees got seventy four wins, Rays got seventy nine. That's another team y'all work out. I mean, look out for because you know they pitching this. Yeah, the the Rays have great pitching. They, they got great pitching. And and I'm you know what I'm surprised that the White Sox are really just you know they keep they're staying competitive and they're actually you know because you know normally around this time that's when they really just hit their big slump. Mm-hmm. Oh, and shout out to the Orioles, man! They finally broke that 19 game losing streak, man. Orioles are horrible. Hey, hey, one day they're gonna turn it around, man. It's going to be even longer. All right, so in the NL, you got the Giants. They got 82 wins. Dodgers got 80 wins. Brewers got 78. Reds got 70. Braves got 68. How the Phillies looking? Phillies, they got 63. They 63, 63, they 500. Are you serious? Yeah. So you so, telling me they played Bryce Harper $300 million and they just 63 and 63. Man, they can say the same thing about um what's the team that Mike Trout played for? The Angels. Yeah. No, nah, really, now they got Shohan Otani. So you know they don't even care about Mike Trout no more. 
I don't care nothing about Buck Trout. But they 66. You know what? When was the last time the Angels was actually good? I feel so bad for Mike Trout. Mike Trout win MVP, gold gloves, almost, if not every year, every other year. Has he ever been to the playoffs? Did he get that, he didn't get that championship when they went? They, they won the championship? Yeah. What was this? It wasn't recent. No, no. Mike Trout is young, bro. Him and Bryce Harper like a year apart. And I think Bryce Harper is the older one. Bro. They won a championship not so long ago. No, that shit must have been like in 99, 2000 or something. Mike Trout got there like 2010 or something, bro. Or 2011 or 2012. I could be wrong about that, but Mike Trout is young. Man, they won a world cup. My bad, people. <laughs> they won in 2002. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm about to say, bro. I'm like, what? It's been like 20 years. <laughs> bro, that's all I'm like, man. Man, I don't know. I said early 2000s. I was like, man, nah. Because the Angels. Well, they won. They they won a division in twenty fourteen. That was the last last time they did something. Was Mike Trout there? Yeah, he had to be in twenty fourteen. You sure? Because I think they've been sorry ever since he's been there. Yeah, he, yeah, bro. He was there in twenty fourteen. Uh, he was second for MVP in twenty twelve. Oh, okay. Boy, thirty years old. Man. He been he been with the Angels since 2011, and he only been to the playoffs one time. When you win a division, you automatically make the playoffs. Well, yeah, go on how many times in the wild card? And zero. <laughs> I can tell you that right now, zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't make this up, bro. Zero. They won a division one time. This man only been in the playoffs one time. They probably got eliminated in the wild card round. Bruh. Bruh. Mike Trout, get out of there, bro. Mm, it was second in 2017. It was 80 and 82, so they probably didn't get in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, bro, get out of there, bro. 2014, I think, was the last year they was in the playoffs. Bro. Yeah, Get out of there, bro. They lost to the Royals. <laughs> Get out of there, bro. Oh, the, that year, that was, that was the year when the Royals beat the Astros in the playoffs. And that was the only time the Royals won the World Series, right? No, I think that was 2015 when they beat the uh, Astros. Oh, okay. That was the next season. That boy has an MVP like every year, bro. <laughs> bro, like he's not the problem. Not. It's just the fact that the team, I don't know. Because I feel like with, even though Albert Pujols has passed his prime, still, bro. I don't like, see why he's still playing. That's like Miguel Cabrera. Nah, bro. Don't do not do Miggy like that. Don't do Miggy he's like that. He's talking about he's going to play two more seasons. Bro, he trying to. Look, let me tell you something. He finna have 3,000 hits and, 500, and over 500 home runs, bro. He deserved it. Now, I ain't going to lie, though. I don't remember the last time Detroit was good. Hey. But yeah, shout out to Mickey for staying consistent, bro. Ain't been good a long time either. Yeah, bro. They ain't been good since what? Since a year or two before Verdun left. 
Pittsburgh been out there for a while, too. When were they ever in there? The Pirates used to be good. When? In the 80s? (laughs) (laughs) Like, be honest, bro. Like, the 80s? I have to, you know, do some research, bro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My bad, people. We we talking about all these past tense and we sitting there, you know, clowning on the Orioles. But when you really think about it, bro. It's a lot of teams out here. Like, when was the last time the Rockies was good? See? The Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks has been good lately. Well, ain't good this year. Well, last season they were good. They ain't not good this year. They was in the playoffs. When was the last time the Rangers were good? Like 2015, 16. Remember, they was always whooping that Astros. Yeah. Hey, you know what? What happened to Prince Fielder? Hey, Prince Fielder, call in, man. I want to catch up with you, man. See what's going on. <laughs> Ain't heard from you so long, man. The last time he was with was the Rangers, right? Yeah, I don't know what he is now. He probably chilling, sitting on the millions. That's all the rest of them do. Sitting at home, probably. Huh? Hey, oh, probably commentating on, on some local sports. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's a former professional. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what do you think about the Big Ten, the ACC, Pac-12 alignment? Do you think you think that's the best thing that can happen, you know, to, to go against this new super SEC that's up and coming? No, I don't think so. What I feel what they should do, they need to expand the playoff and then have one team represent from the division and then the other teams – like from what's left, then you know they just come in as like a, I guess like a, a wild card in a sense, yeah. because you know that way you have one team from the Mountain West, have one team from the Sun, have one team from the ACC, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, SEC, and then you go once those once the the best teams out of those come in, then you just fill in the rest with just the people who have like the best records. Mm-hmm. That's honestly because you need 16 teams. I feel like you should have, at this point, we need to have a bracket. The 16 best teams in college football, just duke it out to see who's going to win the title. Yeah. Um, I think where they're messing up at right now is that they're not including a group of five teams in the conversation, especially the ones that deserve to be in a Power Five conference. Yeah, because I feel like this. If you do, If you make that big group like that, where does that leave teams like Notre Dame? Or, you know, they're already independent. What does it do for the ACC? Because now you're just finding more ways to overlook all the smaller conferences. you got to stop doing that. If it's, really, if it's really about putting the best teams out there on the field, you need to find a way to where you can have a 16, a 16-team bracket of the 16 best teams have every team from every have one team from every single conference represent them and then just play. That's the best way to do it. That sounds great, but we know money wise it ain't gonna never happen, yeah, bro. Gonna happen. Because you gotta think about it. I guess financially it'll be a good thing, you know, to have all of those because basically now it's just the SEC versus everybody. That's the way it looks. Yeah, that's that's what it's going to be. That's why all the team, I mean, all the conferences are trying to align together. But I feel like they should 
get some of the group of five teams in. They need to expand as well and then drop some of their weak teams and, and gain new ones. But that's unfair to the weak teams because the weak teams need those payouts just as much as the big teams do. Okay. Hey, every hey, everybody need a whipping boy. Everybody need a whipping boy. Well, and you got to think honest, about it. There's not too many whipping boys in the SEC. Well, no, it's, no, not well. It's, uh, well you, you got, got Vanderbilt. You got, you got Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. But that's about it. Wait a minute. But if they realign, they might drop Vanderbilt. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Because, yeah. Because right now, we we just talking with UT and Oklahoma. And oh, yeah, in Kentucky. And they, they been all right last season. I think they was okay. Yeah. They was okay, but you know, nobody nobody goes to Kentucky for football anyway. But in basketball though. Yeah. So But that's still that's and that's what I really want to see. Is the SC, uh, is Texas going there for every sport? Like, you know, like oh, Texas is going all the way. Te- they going all the way? Yeah. And see that's unfair because you know, Texas got a good football, basketball, and baseball. I know. Like Oklahoma that's, does that's too, why, why and I was like, and so then you got to realize, like LSU, when it comes to like baseball and football, like come on, man, that's, that's a clear. Good other teams too, so yeah, they have, and, and you got to realize the SEC is actually, actually very good when it comes to baseball, about, uh, and that's why they keep Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt is excellent in baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, that's it's, it's, that's and crap. Ain't Florida too, right? Yeah. So women and men, like that's crap, like. Basically, it's just like one division just basically just gets to control all of the sports when it comes to collegiate athletes. That's that's just unfair. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be that way for a while until the other conferences figure out a way to realign and make themselves competitive at one SEC for the rule. Like every time somebody nine times out of ten, bro, you already going to an SEC school anyway if you're a top recruit. So it's really gonna be hard because you gonna be like, bro, why why I want to go to USC? I can go play in the SEC. And yeah. I can play against. And I know I'm gonna be on TV. I know we're gonna get endorsements, and, and we're gonna get paid. And I'm going against the top talent in the in the country. Yeah, so guaranteed. So I know for sure if I go out here and I perform well, I know I'm gonna yeah, be a top like tier. You said, you're gonna get paid now. So it's so much money in that pot, bro. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey. Some other, some other three, four conferences, they got to come with And you know what's so crazy? So, just by Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, at first they was making like, I think like 40, 40 million a year. You know, I guess, or I think, or 40 million, I, don't, I think it was either 40 million extra a year or $40 million a game or however. So, whatever the case may be is, their profit margin now is tripled. Oh, yeah, just by say, joining the SEC, I, say, I know that's gonna be like probably some mil- millions. Like that's that's crazy though. So, and you know, like, what does that do for schools like Baylor and Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State? Exactly. Like they just it just leaves them in the dust. Like Oklahoma State, like you know, do you still get to have your rivalry with uh, Oklahoma? Like, like, what, what, what's happening yeah, here? Rogers, that's why they, they gonna have to realign. No, Texas and Texas A and M, they actually get what they wanted. I don't know. Like college, like college sports is just getting just way out of control. Just letting the SEC just dominate everything. 
Yeah, it's pretty unfair, honestly. I think, I think they, they, like I said, man, the other conferences, they got to come together. That's the only way anything's going to balance itself out as far as college football, for sure. Basketball, on the other hand, you got these other small conferences that are power basketball conferences and stuff like that. So you don't have to worry about that. But the football world. Yeah, because everybody pays attention more to football than anything. Like teams like, you know, um, BYU, Boise State, they out of there. I'm still waiting for USC to get to become, you know, relevant again. Like, what is going on? Yeah. The USC, I mean, well, the Pac-12 is not, it's not it right now. Like I said, bro, they gonna have to, they gonna have to brand together and then extend and expand so they can bring in other players from other places. Yeah, just having them players on the West Coast, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna work against no no team. Yeah, because that because the pipeline right now is all being sucked into the SEC. And and, be, and to be honest and be fair, most of the players coming from Texas anyway. Yeah, because if I want a quarterback, I'm going to go to California or wide receiver. That's offensive linemen and defense. Most of the damn players that's playing for Alabama come from Texas. A lot of them come from, like, Florida, Louisiana, too, though. And Georgia. But a lot of them come from Texas. But the crazy part about that now is it's like... UT in there, so UT... Yeah, so they're going to probably... But but they only get to have so many players, so they ain't going there, they're going to go to Oklahoma. You come on, bro. Think about it. So look at so like if if I live in Georgia and I don't make it to Alabama, I still got Auburn. I still got Georgia. I'm still in the SEC. I'm still a I'm still with a team that's in the top five. If I if I go to Texas and I don't make it to Texas or Texas A and M, I still got LSU. I'm still in the SEC. I'm still in the top ten. That's bullshit. But. Or and now I got Oklahoma too. I feel like this. I think for the SEC, Alabama about to go down. I don't think they're gonna be dominating no more as much because as long as Nick Saban is there, they will not I go feel down. What you're saying, but if Nick Saban was not gonna. Would would you rather go to uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or Austin, Texas? Well, right now, Steve Sarkeesian has to prove himself. As far as coach prestige, because no, no prestige, like I'm coach prestige, I got, I can go to, I can go to LSU, I can go to um, Alabama. Who else? Who else got it? But none of those places. Oh, Jimbo Fisher. You got Texas A&M. But, I got but, Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. Like I got places to go. Yeah, but I'm saying none of those places that you're talking about. Has a better quality of life. No, no, Austin, Austin. number one. All, if that's the case, then Texas is number one in that category because it's the only one in really a major city. The rest of them just like in the foothills. Yeah, well, outside of Oklahoma, Oklahoma is Oklahoma City. Nah, it's in Norman. Well, Norman, but it's, it's outside of Oklahoma City. I don't know. How, how far out, though? He ain't that far. Okay. All right. Where where is LSU at? It's in Shreveport? It's in Baton Rouge. Oh, it's in Baton Rouge? Yeah. That ain't too bad. It's close it's closer it's closer to New it's close to New Orleans. Better than Tuscaloosa, Alabama. True. I don't even know what Tuscaloosa is. Florida is in Gainesville or something like that. Is that like I don't know. 
Yeah, I looked that stuff up. I think it's like Central Florida, so I'm not sure. Okay. But hey, we'll see, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, you know Jamal Charlo got arrested. The boxer? Yeah, because he was allegedly he allegedly stole money from a wait- a waitress uh, due to a dispute. Do you believe that? Basically, they said that he had a confrontation about his credit card being declined three times, and he allegedly stole two bill presenters from the the waitress, one with his own ID <laughs> and another with cash payment made by another customer. First off, can you believe that? So he going to jail over a couple of dollars and he, he makes millions. So why didn't he just do the smart thing and just call his bank and just use another card or pay cash? I don't know, but do you even believe that his card got rejected? I mean, if he got that much money, I mean, unless he's just out here broke and spending it all the time. Well, I, his card could probably get rejected. I don't have, I don't, I'm not going to dispute that because it could have been a brand new card that wasn't activated or he probably thought he activated it. But the point is, though, you have resources to get the bill paid. Why go, why, you know, why go through all of this? Or why just go insane and just do all of this? It's unnecessary. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, they say, well, the, the waitress say that his, you know, his little group or whatever, his posse ran into her on the way out and it came, she came up with a minor leg injury. Oh man, now she's just trying to get a payday. So now, like, so now his entourage didn't ran you over? No, so, yeah. so let me get this right, so let me get this right. So, you got into an argument with him, he stole the books, he ran out. You tried to chase him, and what? Somebody stopped and pushed you down, and now you got a leg injury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody got arrested, too, so. Was this in Houston? I don't know if it was in Houston or what. Oh, no, it was in San Antonio. Bulls on the river walk. Tripping. <laughs> Tripping. Yeah. What's wrong with young athletes nowadays, man? Yeah. Where they minds be at when they do when they be thinking of dumb shit like this? Think he was just thinking big money. I don't give a damn what he thought he was. Yeah, he, he got it messing up though. I mean, I didn't think he was that kind of person. But hey, speaking of boxing, Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul. Hey, I think this this Sunday we'll actually see stupidity at its finest because. Tyron Woodley is a trained, professional, UFC, former heavyweight, light heavyweight champion. There is no way on God's green earth he's supposed to lose this fight. Or even, even the fight shouldn't even be competitive. If Jake Paul lasts more than two rounds, I swear to God, I know this shit is fixed. It's, it's a fixed fight. Because... Well, we, we we know that Mayweather fight was fixed. Bro, Logan Paul was getting his brains beat in, and he found a way to stand upright for eight rounds. I don't, but you knocked, so you knocked out, what's his name? The one that always talks shit and get knocked out. We just got his leg broke. Conor McGregor. 
you pay trained UFC fighter. You knocked him out, but you couldn't knock out a novice like Logan Paul. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Tell me it was paid, bro. The undercard was better than the main event. Shout out to my boy Ocho Cinco, man. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have to go back and watch that. He actually, you know, did put on a good show. He did. Yeah, that was a whole lot better than the main event. Yeah. Had me had me wasting all my money in that bar watching I that wonder, fight. I wonder who's the undercard for this weekend. I, I actually want to see. I'm going to leave work early so I can see this fight. Yeah, because I ain't paying pay-per-view. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. I'll be damned if I pay $100 to see some crap. That's a shame. Well... Last topic, Mbappe wants to leave Madrid. I mean, he wants to leave for Madrid instead of being part of this soccer super team. Why? Why? What is what is the problem? Like, I don't like. I understand. Like, look, you on a team with Neymar and and Messi. That's like a a dream team. That's like that's like Michael Jordan saying, "I want to lead the Bulls." Because they acquired Patrick Ewan or Akeem Olajuwon. Why? We finna kick ass. We finna get ring after ring. Why? See, this lets me know right now, in sports, it's too much ego and not enough teamwork. What's going on here? You mad that PSG got the player... One of the best players of the past decade, and you mad because you probably won't get as much as many touches as you used to. Then, if you don't get your head out your ass and just go out there and play, I mean, yeah, you finna, you still gonna get paid a whole bunch of money. You might as well just go out there and play. You gonna get a ring, I mean, regardless, or whatever it is. You don't, you know? Bro, I, I don't know, man. Some of these athletes be killing me, bro. Just what they just they just they thought process and how they look at shit and how they I don't I don't know man like it, it's like nowadays everybody just want to always things go their way when every time it don't they always want to just find a way to opt out or leave or complain it's just it's it's starting to get too much man just play the game yeah. honestly we need more players like Dame and less players like. LeBron, <laughs> uh, bro, hey, don't, not too much on, not too much on LeBron, or, man, or uh, KD. Damn, but you know what? After um, after looking at some of that uh, the little uh, talk show with with Draymond, I actually kind of see where KD coming from with some of the stuff. Yeah, you know, like I see why he did what he did. I see, I see why he left him, and you know, and what he out to prove. Yeah, he just wanted to, he just wanted to go ahead and get the rings out the way, and now he can just do it on his own. But really, he's not really doing it on his own because he got James Harden and Kyrie. But Kyrie always street clothes, and James Harden just he becomes street clothes. Yeah, them hamstrings starting to slow down. He got to stop eating, boy. Start working out a little bit more. Stop smoking. <laughs> yeah, hey, shout out to my boy, little baby, for taking that case for Harden, man. Well. It's been a good show, and always, you know, man. It's always good, you know. So we when we link up and make it happen, man. Yeah. So, people, thank you for supporting us. 
Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at STWD Live. Follow us on Facebook and like our Facebook page at STWD Live. And just continue to check us out. Leave comments, concerns, whatever you got to say. Hey, leave us some questions. Hey, we hey, leave us some topics. Leave us some questions. We'll be more than happy to answer them. Give us a, you know, give you our feedback, give you our opinion. We want to hear yours as well. Yeah, and and if you just happen to call us at 281-909-4727, again, 281-909-4727, you could be on the show. And talk to us live and direct. Hey, and everybody wants to have their little 15 minutes of fame, and we're willing to give it to you. Yep, so, hey, appreciate it.